0: Broadcasting on the Chorus Radio Network and worldwide via the web for over six years, you are listening to The Real Money Show, brought to you by Guildhall Wealth Management. Today in studio, we have the president of Guildhall, Paul Wiseman, as well vice president, Jeremy Wiseman, and our senior analyst, Darren Long. All these fellows well-respected in the bullying community and have been addressing and speaking with the public at large via their seminars and speaking engagements for a combined 21 years. And Guildhall has been helping people uh, the world over since 2002, purchase and own physical gold, silver, and colored diamonds. The representatives of Guildhall are not financial advisors or planners. and past performance of gold, silver, or colored diamonds is not indicative of future performance. The number to call investment package is waiting for you to get signed up for the Precious Metals Advisor, absolutely free. It's one eight seven seven eight silver, or go to the website therealmoneyshow.com. dot com. Hi guys, how you doing, John? Good man. How are you? Hey, Excellent. It's been an interesting week for Indeed. metals, big
1: time. It was. It is uh, one of those weeks where, as a uh, avid. Follower of the price of gold and silver, as we all are, as gentlemen here. It's hard to imagine uh, the average investor paying attention and continuing to pay attention to the markets of gold and silver, especially when it's seemingly been a very long time. And um, I will, as I had this conversation with Jeremy just a little earlier today and yesterday, we were talking about it as well, tell everybody right now that we are definitely warming up to gold again as we speak this week in particular. Silver has been one of those metals which has been oversold for so long, and it's really in the grand scheme of things, we, we have spent so much time delving into the uh, particular fundamentals that have driven silver and gold as high as they've been in the past, but in particular this week, gold uh, is something that we are going to talk about. Now, I will say this, I have never given up on gold, nor have... Paul and Jeremy and the rest of our firm. It's just that we know a lot of investors want the quick fix. They wanna be in a market they're making money in immediately and they wanna be able to feel confident that they made the right decision. And I would not hold it against any single investor if they've grown bored uh, or simply lost uh, sight of Mm. uh, the market of gold and silver. I mean, let's face it, with the bear market in bullion about to enter its fourth year, who could be blamed for losing this interest? gold has looked so poor for so long that every time it rallied literally every time it rallied uh, we would get that nagging feeling as probably most investors did in 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 particular over the last couple of years that it's about to be slapped for the umpteenth time back down and that's been the case uh, but why, you would ask as a listener, have we had this change of heart recently? Well, we now think that gold and silver are about to take off. As soon as late September or, or early October, there is evidence for anyone who cares to look. For one, bullion continues to hit marginal new lows, but without breaking down. We haven't seen a significant pullback in either metal in some time. And rallies have been fleeting, followed by slumps that continue to wear down even gold's most loyal followers. That is very typical of a market just prior to it taking off. These are the types of things we see. Most telling of all, uh, and we don't talk about them a lot, and as you pointed out, John, in the beginning of the show, we are not financial analysts or planners, uh, but mining shares have shown increasing reluctance to give ground on days when demand for physical is very weak. So this is a telltale sign if you look back that these things are happening. Now, this all adds up to a bigger picture, and it tells us that the signs of a bottom may well be here. We see gold and silver correcting just a little bit more here over the next few days before they take off. Likewise, I've been looking for at least somewhat lower lows in the COMEX gold and silver in New York, as well as in some widely watched mining stocks, and we've seen them. But in the broader picture of precious metals uh, sector, it's very quiet. Uh, There is not a lot of growing sentiment, and this is where the particular best rallies
2: have always started from. And we get asked this question quite often, do we see the prices of, of silver or gold going down any further before we see the market mm-hmm. move up? In in analyst terms in, in the blogosphere and articles out there, they'll call that the final washout because what we've been experiencing certainly is people get tired, investors get tired of seeing the market start to to rally and then it pulls back again. And we saw this very similar Um, type of effect happened in 2010 where market was trading for over eight months between 17 and 1950 by the time it finally reached over $20. Those who'd been through that back and forth Pretty much gave up didn't want to take part of that rally by the time they turned around the price was 29 and you're you're simply saying goodbye to a, a missed opportunity Metal fatigue, right? well, Metal fatigue. Well, yeah, they're,
3: they're actually what's going on is i mean people are lulled to sleep i bought gold and silver myself yesterday and i bought some more today I think it's an unbelievable price. There is nothing has changed in the world. There's still a problem in Ukraine with Russia. There's still a problem in Gaza. There's still a problem in African countries, whether you go, you know, to Syria or to Sudan. I mean, you know, nothing has changed. Yet gold and silver has basically done nothing. And the stock market keeps going up and up and up. Uh, You know, the, the Europeans came out this morning. They've lowered The interest rate is something like 005, which means the the banks are not paying out nothing in interest. They're being forced to lend money and they don't want to lend money to the public. They don't want to take any risk. They know there's risk out there, and when you look at the stock market, that keeps on going up and up. Nothing goes up in a straight line. There has to be some type of correction, and I think the stock market is going to get corrected, and gold and silver is going to shoot up. I love these prices. You know, at Guildhall we sell physical gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. We've been telling people we love palladium, and palladium. You know, has done extremely well. Gold and silver have really done nothing for three years, yet we're up about four, four five percent. On the year on gold, you know we're down 30 percent from its high in May of 2011 of 1,930 dollars. Do I believe that 1,930 is going to take out, be taken out? I certainly do, and I think this is a great opportunity to buy physical product. Whether you buy physical, take it home for immediate delivery or. Buy it, put it into our depository, which is safe, secure. The product is allocated. It's segregated for you. We even give you the bar numbers. This is a great way to own gold and silver, and you can sell on a phone call. And the third option we offer is also financing on precious metals. But this is a great time call for, you know, a... Information package: How to open an account.
0: One eight seven seven eight Silver is that number. Paul is talking about or online as well for more information. The Real Money Show
2: dot com. Yeah, we do get asked: Is the can the price fall down? Can it be washed out one more time before the market moves up? And look, ultimately, what you're looking at is unless speculators get get put into the rush of of the market moving down, if there can be some momentum to that 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 sphere. It would be purely speculative at this point. We're looking at silver trading near its cost of production. We're already at well oversold levels. We've been in this range for quite some time. So we do believe that if the market did go down, you're looking maybe a dollar down as far as major support would be. And in that sense, do you, if you're looking for an opportunity to get into the market, are you really going to Put all of your eggs into the basket of I'm going to wait for one dollar down and miss potentially ten, fifteen, twenty dollars or more in the next rally to the upside. You really want to think about that. So what we would recommend in in most cases, if you're really waiting, if you're really persistent that you think the price of silver could drop a dollar, well, maybe it's a good good maybe it's good to hedge your bets by. Half of what you're looking to start with, and and hold back some funds in case the market did come off. But again, in our in our opinion, a dollar down is 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 really um, pennies to the down and dollars to the up. Well, here. it's
3: really really hard to fish the bottom. I mean, that's the whole problem. I mean, if we're trading at nineteen dollars and change for silver, do we think it can go down a dollar? As Jeremy said, it may not go. We may see a jump up of a dollar to three dollars. There is so much geopolitical problems going on, it's only going to take one action of something to happen and you're going to see gold and silver spike immediately. Oil prices have come off below $100. You know, uh, Brent is trading just about $102. Um, American oil is trading around about $95 a barrel. Something can happen really to move these prices up very, very quickly. And I believe, as I said, the stock market is trading at an all-time high, Nothing goes up in a straight line. It's not a rocket ship. What goes up has to come down, and when it does come down, it's going to come down with a thud. It's better to be 1 month, 1 week, 2 weeks too early than 1 day too late. Silver's trading at $19, gold in the 1260 range. Unbelievable prices. Unbelievable opportunity to get in and make money in these markets.
0: 18778silver on the realmoneyshow.com. Darren tell me more. I uh,
1: I just want to make it very clear that we never take for granted the fact that listeners have to hear sometimes the same discussion week after week about the fundamentals of the gold and silver market. Now, that being said, having been through the last three, four years since we've seen the peaks in both gold and silver, that's how bull markets actually start. First, the bear breaks the spirit, even the most steadfast investors, and we have them at our firm. Believe it or not, in the period of time that we've been open, we have investors that were buying in the $4 range for Hmm. silver, in $250 range for gold, and they're still with us to this day, buying and uh, watching these markets, who have also participated in the greatest of rallies, when gold hit above 1900 and silver hit above $49 an ounce. But when this bear happens, and it's happened over the last three, four years, it breaks the spirit of the investor. It's very hard to justify keep pumping money into a market if it's not rising. But In reality, that's when these bull markets take off. This is a dirge. It's invariably punctuated by strong rallies. And we always get raised hopes in between. But before uh, we get to that point where the market takes off, it dashes our hopes and the market pulls back again. Now, nobody said it would be easy to make money, but the ones that stay the longest, the ones that are most disciplined, usually end up making the most. And when the inevitable bear rallies come to an end, investors that are buying these undervalued assets walk away laughing because they end up having something
2: that accumulates in value uh, very fast. I think everyone is looking for an investment with value. You're looking at the stock market. We're seeing time and time again on major networks that people are saying that this market's uh, looking very toppy at this point, that it's it's. Very heated. Even George Soros doubled down and has put in over two billion dollars of puts against the SP. That is that is a big, big bet against the stock markets in the United States. I think you need to think about that in terms of following the smart money. Why is he doing that? Think about that. And just as Darren was saying, One of the reasons why investing for the long term or having gold and silver as the bedrock in your portfolio or as a hedge in your portfolio's portfolio insurance is because in the long term, it's done its job. If you think about even in in the 20s, gold was trading at $20 an ounce, and it was trading at one-to-one to to the U.S. dollar. That was a $20 bill. Imagine what you can buy with a $20 bill today and gold trading at just shy of $1,300 an ounce, and it's still incredibly undervalued against the debts. How do you know it's undervalued against the debts? Look at the look at the the amount of currency that's out there. Look at the debts. The tr- the the debt in the U.S. is over seventeen trillion. They haven't passed a budget in who knows how long, and they keep creating more and more money. You don't need gold to go up to make it the barometer of the health of the U.S. dollar. You need to to defend against declining currencies. It's one of our, our key fundamental cornerstones of this market. So when you're doing your own research, think about that and think about how much more gold and silver could go up. So Darren, what do you do?
1: Well, you keep it simple. You start with something small. If you're a silver investor, you like silver, 100 ounce bars. Perfect way to get into the market. Start by accumulating 100-ounce bar after 100-ounce bar, maybe one or two a month, something small. If you're a gold investor you like gold, perhaps start with one-ounce bars of gold. Maybe if you like to start, you're a bit of a larger investor and you need a starting point, a 10-ounce bar of gold. Either way, that option is available for you as an investor with Guildhall. It's physical. It can be stored. It can be bought and sold on a phone call, and this is the reality we're dealing with. A stock market that is potentially going to break down sooner or later. Highs after highs after highs cannot be maintained. A world which is on the cusp of big changes in terms of geopolitical instability. And when the market does change and when gold and silver become uh, the go-to investments once again, and they will, you don't wanna miss that opportunity because it's going to be fast and furious. If you're in there now,
0: you can sit back, relax, and let yourself enjoy the investment. So get out the fence before you get splinters. The number to start calling one eight seven seven eight silver and the dot com. If you recall, last week we were talking about yellow diamonds. This week, guys, we're going to go, uh, flip over and concentrate on the pink diamonds, right? So we'll do that again. That number is one eight seven seven eight silver and the dot com. Let's get into this guys. Last week we talked about uh, yellow diamonds right here. The number to call by the way, 866 274 9570 guildhalldiamonds.com. The yellows are
2: phenomenal. Jeremy want to bounce over to pinks this week. Right. Last week we were saying that yellows were the new pink right. because they were a little more easily accessible than the pinks. This week we're going to talk about pinks because they are more rare. They are very beautiful sometimes quite expensive, but in terms of how much they've been going up in value, it is phenomenal, especially of really high-quality pinks. You know, to understand why pink diamonds are are so alluring, for not just for their beauty but also for their investment potential, you have to really understand the rarity of these diamonds. The Argyle Mine, as an example, mines 90% of the world's pinks and yet it's only one-tenth of 1% of their entire production. So it is minute in terms of how many pinks are coming out of the ground every year. And out of those diamonds that could be considered investment grade or the best of the diamonds that year is usually about a spoonful of diamonds every year. Literally. Wow. And that'll go to what's called the Argyle Tender, and that gets shopped all around the world, and you have to be... Invited you have to be invited to, to bid on these diamonds. So, you have to be very secure in the diamond industry and be well known and be invited to even get to bid on these.
0: So there's not hundreds of people walking through this auction going, oh, maybe I'll take a shot it's at it. It's not an it. auction. It's, it's very a, exclusive, it's a tender.
3: Right? It's actually it started today in New York, which is the first time for quite a few years. It's normally in Perth, Australia. It's in Hong Kong, actually in Kowloon, which is just a little way over, and in New York. And it's this year it's like 55 of the top diamonds that are produced out of the Argyle mine. Out of those 55 stones that are in this year's tender, uh, only four stones of VS quality. That means very slightly included. They're in, they are SI1, SI2, but they are sizable stones. Over 55% of the stones are of 0.75 or more. So they're three-quarters of a carat, carat, two carat. But the, the clarity is not that good because the diamonds they're getting out of the Argyle mine are uh, you know, it's, a, it's produced. A diamond is produced by nature. It's an incredible, incredible thing. Um, it takes billions of years to create a diamond, and these diamonds come out. They're cut. They're polished, uh, and then they're put on a tender for people to bid on. And normally, uh, you know, there's not a lot of people that are invited to the tender. Probably, maybe close to a hundred people total, and you know, in all three countries. And you have to understand, you know, how the market works. Uh, you know, last year I worked with our partners out of New York. We bid on... Uh, seven stones we didn't get one stone the previous year we bid on you know four or five stones and we actually got three um, and one of the tender stones is actually up on our website guildhalldiamonds.com um, it's actually stone number 49 in 2012 tender it's a 0.81 fancy intense vs2 Incredible, incredible diamond. This is the type of diamond. I think we've got it on for $395,000 right now. This stone in the next 10 years will easily fetch seven figures. The mine is going to be closing in 2010. That's like having an artist uh, that is creating and all of a sudden dies. There is no more Painting, there is no more product. So this is a type of investment that is going to make you an awful lot of money. You just need to be patient and buy one of these stones or two of these stones,
0: put them away. That number is one eight six six two seven four nine five seventy, 866 274 and online at
2: guildhalldiamonds.com. Everything Paul's saying, Jamie, sounds so, so exciting. Who's buying them? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the color, you would think that women would be the number one buyer of, of pinks. <laughs> yeah, right. But in fact, partially because of the size of pinks that you get for, for the, the money, a lot of women will move towards the yellows because there's that dual nature to them that you can get over a carrot, you can put it into jewelry, and mm-hmm. it can be uh, going up in value. So it's considered more an investment in that, in that respect. Men love Argyle pinks. They are. They really do. The majority of our pink buyers have been men. A lot of them buying for their family, buying for their kids. I'll give you an example. We had a gentleman who bought a diamond, uh, uh, two and a half, maybe coming up on three years. Bought a very, uh, well, not I don't want to sell very small, but point three five oval, paid about twenty one thousand. Recently, that diamond was selling for about 35000 wow. So you can see that in a two-and-a-half-year to three-year stretch, these diamonds continue to move up. They are so difficult to, to maintain in our inventory. Anytime we see diamonds between 0.23 to 0.35, 0.38, they do not last long. The, the longest we've seen something like that stick around is maybe a month-and-a-half. Maybe at most two months, just because they are so so difficult to find, and then, of course, at guildhall we 're also making sure that those diamonds are of v s quality or above if if we as a as a firm wanted to sell s i, which is slightly included, where you could see that inclusion with the naked eye, we could have so many of those available, but of course we wouldn 't see that continued valuation increases as much as we see with the v s so it 's very important for us that we maintain that clarity yeah. level that strict criteria, which is allowing our clients to maintain increasing growth in their value. So men are definitely buying those. And in that sense, this market is definitely can be for for what we'd call bigger players. Paul's mentioning the tender diamond. This is a diamond that has done nothing but continue to grow in value because there are not many of these type of diamonds around. Came out in the 2012 tender. And this is one of six type of diamonds that would have been in that tender so every year you're looking at between five to six seven diamonds of this type of quality and and that rarity alone allows you to see how much these can go up now we've been talking about argyle argyles are not the only game in the pink game town Um, they're beautiful they're often have this jewel tone quality with argyles you get peachy orangey Mm. pinks you get uh, nice pastel purplish pinks and uh, a combination of pink type of colors and this is definitely part of the allure to them but in other places where we find pinks the 10% where the other pinks are coming from are also unbelievably gorgeous most of them are pure pink which makes them just as attractive because there's even less of them around so while some people are really going after argyle let's let's not forget that they produce ninety percent of the world's pinks. If you buy any pink, that is very, very rare. So we really like our pinks. Different type of, of investment. Anything that would probably be, let's say, point four and above, we could also put into jewelry. A nice emerald cut would make for a really nice ring. And uh, we can we make we make handmade personal jewelry for our clients as well.
3: Well, the funny thing is though, John, as Jeremy is saying, you know the other pinks that are out there it's no different there's a ferrari and a lamborghini they're both you know great 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 sports cars and that's what you're going to get with a pink Um, whether it's an argyle pink or a pink that comes from brazil zimbabwe wherever that, that that diamond is mined and they are so spectacular there's something about a pink diamond that is really really alluring and they are tending to double every three years our tender diamond has actually almost gone up about 200 percent since we put it on our website we can't find and we can't acquire a diamond again like we've got up on from the from the 2012 tender so the people that are buying it's not just um you know people that have got millions and millions of dollars like if you look at auction Diamonds are going for 20 million and 40 million and 50 million in pinks and yellows um, in the vivids, but not everybody's got that type of pock exchange. And these are big diamonds, a 20 carat, 30 carat, 50 carat. We're bringing to you, you know, in in the pinks, anywhere from, you know, 0.25 upwards to over a carat diamonds that are going to increase in value the people that type of buying uh, whether it's a school teacher a lawyer a doctor uh, contractors entrepreneurs people that realize that they have to put their money to work somewhere they're scared of the stock market they've been burnt a few times they're not even if they're not wanting to invest in gold and silver because they look at the markets and they don't have the patience. They're looking for something that they don't have to look at every day of the week. They can take a diamond, they can buy it, they can put it in a safe deposit box, hold it for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, come back to us and we'll be happy to to sell that diamond for them. They will make money on this type of diamond and especially... With the pinks that are doubling, the bigger the stone that you buy, the more it's going to go up in value. It's like real estate. It's location, location, location. So if you buy a stone, and Jeremy, we have on the website right now some um, pink argyles mm. uh, ranging from a 0.53, a point five 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 nine. Is that correct? Yes. And you're looking over a $100,000 purchase but this is a type of diamond that in 5 to 10 years could easily be worth a half a million dollars. And I could be underestimating that type of price. I think these these diamonds could go through the roof literally. And in my experience owning pink diamonds, I've seen these diamonds double... Basically, in two to three years, in some cases, with argyle pinks. So, if you look at a diamond over ten years, and you're buying a diamond for hundred thousand dollars, you know, in three years it could be worth two uh, two hundred thousand. In six years, it could be worth four hundred thousand. In nine years, ten years, it could easily be worth, you know, six seven hundred thousand dollars. I am not. Overestimating. I've seen these markets, I'm in these markets, I understand these markets, and you should be in these markets too. If you have a hundred thousand dollars that you want to invest, you should put it into a pink argyle and sit back, put it in a safe deposit box and watch yourself make money.
0: We'll take a short break and we'll find out when we come back. Can these diamonds keep bringing in these monies and these prices at auctions? The number to start investing, natural fancy colored diamonds, one eight six six two seven four nine five seventy 866 274 9570 and online guildhalldiamonds.com. Darren, auctions, this auctions, is, auctions. This is an important... Time of the year john especially for colored diamonds we've been through las
1: vegas which happened in the spring and of course what we reported back from being in las vegas was clear again this year there was a lack of selection they didn't have the vivid yellow is that we were hoping to bring back and they certainly didn't have the vs quality at the right price point for the pinks now fast forward to september of 2014 and of course as paul mentioned earlier in this uh, last segment The Argyle Tender is now happening and those diamonds uh, are going to be going to market. And because of the change in the type of mining that they do at the Argyle Mine, which is uh, open pit mining to underground mining, they have uncovered a larger stone on average this year for the lot uh, of all 55 that are being auctioned. But for the larger stone, they are seeing a decrease overall in quality of the stone and clarity of the stone. So you're getting, yes, about more than half of the stones will be 75 points or bigger, which is fairly good for a diamond. And of course they have a few hallmark pieces that they're gonna be showing. Uh, In addition to that, uh, the clarity drops significantly. We now only have about four lots that are at VS clarity or higher, which is devastating and that means Translated into the layman terms, prices for wholesale pinks are going to rise yet again. This is the time of year where wholesalers do a reset, if you will, and you start to see the prices for pinks change yet again that will be reflected in the asking price that we have to place on our diamonds it will be reflected in the asking price all dealers pay for their diamonds and uh, it's already begun paul's gotten uh, plenty of queries from other firms saying hey we've got some uh, argyle tender stones uh, from previous tenders uh, would you like to own them and of course, we'd like to own every one of them, but at the right price. And that's another part of the service that we're bringing to you. In addition to that, Jeremy's going to talk about it, but auction prices matter significantly. When you get uh, a new per carat price for pink or blue or yellow at auction, it almost 100% of the time translates into higher wholesale prices, which means when you're buying the diamond, this is where we end up seeing as an investor, your return on investment grow. We don't see drops in the market. That's a given. 30-plus years, almost 40 years, we've come uh, to the conclusion there has been no drops in the value of year-over-year year of these high-priced, high-quality diamonds. And, uh, of course, Jeremy's going to show you another auction here now that's coming up in October that's going to make a significant difference. One eight six
0: six two seven four ninety five seventy
2: 866 274 9570 at guildhalldiamonds.com. What are the details, Jeremy? So, we have another auction coming up. We love to see these because they always bring a spotlight onto the colored diamond market. Coming up is in Hong Kong, Sotheby's is going to be auctioning an 8.41 pear shape, internally flawless, vivid purplish pink diamond. Wow. So, most likely from Argyle since it's purplish pink. It's estimated to go between just shy of 13 to maybe just over $15 million. Listen, personally, I'm just looking at this. I think that's uh, that's already a bargain at that price. This is, again, me personally. I think that, that record will will easily be broken or what they're looking for the price. I think it'll easily go above that. Why? People aren't buying these diamonds just because they're pretty. They're buying them because they make money. And every single auction up to this one, has uh, has just proven that point, that these diamonds continue to make money. So I think whoever's going to go to that auction is going to be very excited to try to get this diamond. Now, I think the, the one thing that is interesting about it, of course, is that it is internally flawless. Now, we've just been talking for the last 15 minutes that a lot of pink diamonds are much lower in clarity. So why is that? Part of it is because the diamond was so large to begin with. You have to understand that a lot of the diamonds coming out of Argyle uh, in particular because they produce so many of the pinks, are much smaller. And so you don't want to cut cut away more diamond just to get better clarity. So this year in particular, as Darren was mentioning, we'll get back to these auctions, that the diamonds are are a bit larger, which is curious because they're starting to mine underground where the diamonds should be a bit smaller. Now it's hard to tell whether or not Argyle is maybe holding on to some diamonds and then pull them out for the tender each year, but that's their prerogative. The point is is they bring out every year what they consider to be the best of the best for the, for for the tender. But getting back to auctions, I think again, let we'll we'll be keeping our eye on if this diamond breaks the fifteen and a half million U.S. mark. I believe that it will. I believe that anyone would want to own an internally flawless, vivid pink, especially this pear cut that's beautiful. So. These are important auctions. Again, every year when, when these are moving, these diamonds are, are being sold at auction. They, they put that spotlight on this market. couldn't happen at a better time just as the prices are going to be moving higher. One of the reasons that this reset happens every year is because the very few people that get invited to purchase diamonds from the Argyle mine – inevitably always have to bid 20-30% more than they did last year for hmm. for the same carat weight that they and same type of diamond that they did last year. As a result, the entire industry moves moves the the needle and these diamonds always get more and more difficult to procure. So when we're talking about owning a diamond that's a half a carat or larger, yes, it's a big investment, but this is a big investment that is in a very small market with very small amount of of diamonds out there and so imagine a real estate market where literally there is no more land where literally they can't build up anymore where there is such a limited availability that the prices can only go in one direction and that's what we see with natural fancy colored diamonds so maybe if you're thinking as an alternative to some of your real estate investments or you're really looking to cash in on some of the profits you've made in the last few years or you're really looking for something dynamic that can present some really great opportunity, we believe that Pink Diamonds could definitely be the way to go if you're looking to invest $100,000 or more. One
0: eight six six, sorry, 274 9570 the number, uh, by the way, to start investing and online at guildhalldiamonds.com.
3: And it's a proven track record. I mean, that's the thing that we go on. Uh, you know we're selling diamonds today. Uh, even a vivid IF uh, that we were selling, you know, for seven seventy-five hundred, eight thousand dollars a carat today. You're looking at thirty-five thousand dollars a carat ten years after the fact. You're looking at argyle pinks, uh, especially the tender stones that. You know, we have to bid 20%, 30% more than we did the previous year, which shows up on a retail level or even as a wholesale level. If if a dealer is paying 30% more than he did last year, he's got to make a profit. So you've got to figure 40% more than it was at the retail price or at a wholesale price. So these diamonds will tend to keep moving up and up and up. As I said in the segment previous, it's like an artist that is a popular artist has a limited amount of work that he's produced, and when he dies, there is no more work. I mean, there is to find those original products, original art, you're not going to be able to get, and you're going to pay a premium. That's why you see it, Sotheby's and Christie's our prices for art and assets, beautiful hard assets, are going up. Jewelry, especially... Pink diamonds, blue diamonds, large yellow diamonds are uh, going up at an incredible rate because there is none out there. It's harder and harder to find the product. We search all over the place uh, for to find the diamond that meets every part of our classification. It has to have the right color, which means it has to be evenly saturated we then look for the cut of the diamond the cut has to be an excellent very good cut so that it brings out the fire and the scintillation in the diamond we then look at the carrot weight you know in yellow diamonds you should only buy basically anything that is over a carrot because that is an investment grade in pinks uh, they don't come in large sizes, so they come quarter of a carat and above, but you need to buy a VS quality diamond. The same thing in a blue. Uh, you know, same thing in red. You know, there's reds are almost impossible to find. These are the colors that you need to buy to invest, to protect your your wealth, your capital. It's money that you can actually, a future that you can pass on to your kids. It's... it's heirlooms if you want to put it into jewelry but it's a safe investment that you can put into a safe deposit box it's portable wealth when you want to sell your diamond you know you can sell it into markets there is a fifth c uh, which is currency and it can be sold in virtually any currency whether you want to sell it in u.s whether you want to sell it in yen whether you want to sell it in sterling or canadian dollars it's available to you when you buy the finest of something it will always go up in value.
0: one 866 274 Question for you, Jeremy. NCDIA, could you break that down for me? What is sure. That?
2: We're, Guildhall is a member of the NCDIA. There's a, they're an association which advocates natural fancy-coloured diamonds and puts forth a lot of information and, and just trying to educate the markets. It's also a bit of a watchdog. They want to make sure that those in our members are are ethical, they're in the industry, they're respected in the industry, and we watch out for other uh, type of companies that might not be doing as good a job being an advocate for the coloured diamond industry. It's a very small industry so it's very it's very good to be a part of that.
0: We'll bounce over to Precious Metals here after we take a short break. The number again to start investing and get on top of those natural fancy coloured diamonds. 1-866-274-9570 and online at guildhalldiamonds.com And back with more of The Real Money Show the number to start investing, one Seven eight silver and the love the segment on diamond guys always do. Let's get back into metals, Darren.
1: Well, listen, we were talking earlier in segment one of the show about what's happening and and how our belief towards metals have really begun to change now that uh, the end of the fall is coming. And one thing I want to advise people listening to uh, really delve into is what we call the Precious Metals Advisor. It's our weekly newsletter. It goes out to anybody that's uh, wanting to follow the metals market. It's free of charge for one year for new uh, potential investors. And of course, if you're an investor with our firm, you're getting a whole lot more than that. But this is a newsletter which goes out to our clientele our uh, our listenership and viewership worldwide uh, It is a world class letter We will summarize the uh, uh, various interviews that we do here on the show the real money show and of course it has world class information inside of there this week's uh, this week's is a jam-packed newsletter full of information that as an investor I'd want to have for sure. It features some information by a gentleman in a video by the name of Chris Martinson and it's a video on what is money and it's part of his book Uh, it's the crash course and it's chapter six and again it's called what is money the world revolves around it but it's poorly understood so this is a, a pretty telltale sign of what we're dealing with when we talk about fiat currency and when it comes down to metals as we were saying earlier on we have seen a change in mentality the fiercest of investors are now lining up to prepare themselves for what is about to happen we feel at the end of september uh, early October is going to be when we start to see the change in pricing. We are encouraging people to start activating their uh, their accounts now to get into this market. As we said earlier in the first segment, 100 ounce bars of silver, an easy, easy way to start. Whether you want to store it with our firm or not is up to you as an investor. You can do one ounce gold bars, you can do 10 ounce gold bars, and of course you can do a lot more mixing the two metals together. Now those aren't the only two options, so definitely get in contact with us about that. but. One of these days, what we are going to see, and perhaps sooner than many one-time gold investors expect, is that bullion is going to blast off and not pull back. And most of the people, John, as you all know, we talked about in segment one, are just going to shrug it off as another false rally. But this time... They will not be prepared. Gold will go up over the course of a month, three or $400. They'll think that it's just going to be followed with a big pullback, and they'll be wrong. And it could be too late for many of those people because if you're like myself, sometimes I've made the mistake in investments where I think something has gone up too fast, too quick, and I say, hold on a second, I'm going to wait for the next good pullback. But you know what? I lose 30, 40% in the meantime of doing that.
3: The pullback never happened. and That's, that's right. Now, if you look at uh, in 1998, Google was incorporated. Uh, you could have missed the boat on that one, too. So, you know, you, it's never too late to make the investment. Uh, Jeremy was talking about in the first segment that people have a worry that the price of silver may drop. If it drops a dollar, it's no big deal. It could go up a dollar in the next, you know, couple of days. The whole secret of investing in gold and silver is to buy on a regular basis. You cost average, and that's what you do. We've been in this market since silver, you know, Darren said $4. It was actually $3.80 when I first got in, uh, and $250 gold. I've seen it rise as high as $49 silver. I've seen gold go to $1,900 and change. Will it drop down to nothing? It is not a stock. It's not paper. Gold and silver cannot go down to zero. Can you buy gasoline today for 10 cents a litre? It used to be 10 cents a litre. Can you get into the movies for a dollar? Can you buy a cup of coffee for 10 cents? It's just not reality. It costs more money to bring gold and silver out of the ground. It's actually basically being produced at cost right now. And the miners are not going to let this product go down to zip because all they're going to do is not produce. It's not rocket science. If you're not getting your money for your product, you stop producing Mm -hmm. and you create demand. And demand is out there from central banks, from smart investors. You know, I'm not blown away by head fakes, by people like Goldman Sachs. I know it's going to drop down to $1,000. They want it to drop down because they want to buy it. That's their case. That's what they do. They try to force product down. It's an unbelievable opportunity. I bought myself yesterday. I bought today gold and silver, and I think this market's going to move. I put my money where my mouth is. I have skin in the game. I don't promote a stock like I see people on the TV and say, well, this is going to go up and that's going to go up, and then you say, do you own the stock? No. Does your family own the stock? No. Does your company own the stock? No. But you should own it. I'm telling you, own gold and silver; you'll make nothing but money. One eight seven seven eight silver on the
0: Show
2: dot com. Jeremy, jump in. Yeah, I think we're again we're talking about pullbacks in the market, and ultimately, unless you're already well positioned in the market, you really shouldn't be worried about. While well, you know, and first of all, you shouldn't be putting your entire fortune in there. So, if you're saying, "Oh, is it looking to pull back?" Because why are you putting all of your money in it? Because if that that's the case, you shouldn't be doing that. 15 20 maybe as much as 30 percent to have insurance against your paper portfolio and as the bedrock in, in your portfolio if you don't have gold and silver you really shouldn't be considering any pullbacks you should be getting a position number one <laughs> then you can sit back and say okay well now I'm going to look for better opportunities as Paul mentioned and we've talked about it lots of times if you're cost averaging then you really don't worry you're buying a hundred ounces here a hundred ounces there. On a longer term basis you're going to end up with with quite the accumulation and it's my belief that you should be able to buy a, an average price home, for example, in Toronto, for about five thousand ounces. At some point in this market, I'm going to leave you to do the math on what you think that is, but you'll see that uh, it's quite good for for gold and silver going forward.
3: Jeremy talked about owning maybe 10 to 25% of hard assets like gold and silver in your portfolio, but if you put that together with a natural fancy-colored diamond, what you're doing is – protecting your wealth, you're protecting your hard-earned assets, your capital. You know, everybody has life insurance, health insurance, car insurance, home insurance. You know, with life insurance, you don't want to collect, you don't want to die. But with, you know, having gold and silver and diamonds in your account, what you're doing is protecting your wealth. You know, natural fancy color diamonds tend to double You know, anywhere from four to seven years. Uh, gold and silver, if you look at the last ten years, are still up about 400%. Even though we got beaten down 40-50%, we're still up 400% over the last ten years. If you think that gold and silver is going to remain the same, then you shouldn't you know, obviously you're not going to make a purchase. But if you think that these markets are going to Keep on moving up. The stock market is going to have to come off. Gold and silver is going to be the, the sanest investment that you can make right now.
0: one 8 silver
2: on com. Jeremy, you want to add? Yeah, just before Darren brings up some really important wow. information that came out this week, um, I had a, uh, a client asking me a question, which we've been asked before, which is what if they confiscate gold, which is what they did in uh, the 30s in, in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. First of all they've been confiscating our wealth for well over ten years uh, the u s dollar a printing machine is correct it? the u s dollars down something like forty percent hmm. in the last decade and if you haven 't taken a look, it costs more to buy everything, which means unless you 're making a lot more your your wealth's already being confiscated. gold and silver is a is a way to protect that secondly, and again, these are just my opinions here secondly. They haven't had to confiscate gold and silver for decades simply because they've had that printing press. They've figured out a way to steal your wealth. Most people don't invest in gold and silver because most people have that herd mentality. It's the savvy investor who's looking to protect their wealth. It's the savvy investor who's not getting caught up in the overheated stock market at this point. So we have to be a bit smarter than that. And finally, if they confiscated in one country, what do you think all the other countries are going to do? They're going to pile in so quickly to gold and silver, it would be absolutely ridiculous. This is because the world is a lot smaller than it was 80 years ago. And so you have to keep that in consideration when when you're thinking about the excuse, in my mind, it's an excuse that I'm not going to buy gold and silver because one day it could be confiscated. Well, now we've got written into the Canadian policy that they could bail in strategic banks in Canada. So... With bail-ins, with money printing, confiscating the wealth, I, I think confiscation of gold and silver or your personal hard assets is the last thing you should be worried about.
0: It's like something a tinfoil hat in Scarborough would worry about, right? They're coming to get my gold, Jeremy. How about the fact that you guys have talked about so many times about China, India, Russia stockpiling physical gold? How can it possibly stay where it's going to well, be?
3: Well, they must be all idiots in those countries, right? Because they're stockpiling. Right. Why would they Only the Americans and the Brits <laughs> and the Europe, they, they were really, really smart. Anybody who's holding gold and silver is stupid. You know, gold and silver was the backing of a currency. Was the backing of a currency. They've encouraged in China for their population to own physical gold and silver. If you look uh, at Russia right now, you know, uh, they've been buying gold and silver and there's embargoes going on and they've got problems with Ukraine and the rest of the world. But they are the largest producer of oil and they're supplying Europe. You know, they've got everybody by the throat, but they're buying gold and silver because they don't have the faith in the U.S. dollar. It's simple. China is one of probably one of the largest holder of treasuries besides the Fed in 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 the U.S. of owning treasuries in the states. They getting a little nervous. Japan owns treasuries. They're getting a little nervous. All these up and coming third world countries have learned a lesson. They're buying in their central banks they're buying gold and silver and they're hoarding they know eventually that fiat currency will collapse and they don't want to become a fourth world country they want to step up the ladder so gold and silver is a great great opportunity to protect to buy and make money you know as i said if you look at the stock market right now it's an all-time high last one in first one to get hurt. If you're looking at buying into the stocks, Joe Public has been sitting on the sidelines with the stock market. They haven't been buying. You know, they got hurt in 2008, 2009, and they're not back in the market. The hedge funds and that 1% have done awfully well. The banks have done awfully well. The hedge funds have done awfully well. The average person hasn't done very well. And in actual fact, they've lost position in the economy. Uh, You know, lower class, middle class, middle class is starting to erode. To get to that 1% is very, very tough. So you need to own gold, silver, natural fancy-colored diamonds. Get in in ahead of the game. Protect your capital. Look after your family. If you're going to look to retire, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, have some gold, silver, and a diamond in your portfolio. If you're going to put your kids through university... You know, this is the time to put something away for your kids. Have that insurance policy because I can tell you right now the stock market, and I am not a, I don't have a crystal ball, but I've been around a, a while. I'm 67 years old. Markets go up and markets come down. We've got hitting up on gold and silver. We've come down, so that obviously is going to go up. Real estate is almost at an all-time high. Stock market's at an all-time high. It's ready to come off, and another market ready to go up. And gold and silver is where you should be.
0: One eight seven seven eight silver on the What are you sitting on over there, Darren? Well, I'll just to share. share, there is a uh,
1: certain sense of uh, of um, impeding uh, enthusiasm for investors that are trying to understand what it is that the market is going to do or about to do. Uh, I sense it, I know it's there and people talk about it and you hear it, but always remember to read behind the headlines. The truth is out there and if you take the time to do your due diligence you'll figure that out. Now what I was sitting on here in other news is that uh, today the ECB, the European Central Bank, uh, announced a cut of 10 basis points. Uh, in in their lending uh, across the board, uh, and they send deposit rates uh, further into negative territory. In fact, well, what everybody was expecting Mario Draghi to uh, announce was bigger ABS purchases, but few, if any, had expected the ECB to also cut rates. Now, without getting into a big, huge hoopla about it. How can a global economy start to roll ahead if the second largest part of that global economy is faltering miserably? And what it's telling us is that uh, it's now going to cost banks money in order to store money overnight. They're not going to get interest for it. It's actually negative 0.02%. So in fact, they're going to have to pay a slight premium in order to keep their money in the bank and this is the sign of things to come and they say it's in order to avoid deflation and what it is it's a result of them sucking off the teat of the uh uh, the american economy for so long and that's the problem that's the reality they've been there they've done it they trusted the people they shouldn't have trusted and this is the same thing when it comes to gold and silver so smarten up pay attention to your investments Know where your money is at, and if you 're a listener to this show, what does it take for you to call in for five minutes to hear what we have to say? Well, Start other, simple, keep it simple
3: The other thing is is the druggie is coming out with an experiment they don 't know whether this is going to work they absolutely don 't know whether this is work they don 't know what to do they 're running out of tools in that toolbox. Get into gold and silver, get our precious metal advisor this will you know, is something that you should get it 's free to you. Uh, every week it goes out. It will tell you what's happening in the markets. Don't listen to us. We, we put in articles from very, very smart people that understand these markets. So please, John, give out the numbers. Call for the precious metals advisor. Call for an investor kit. And, you know, you're going to get involved in something that's going to make you and your family money.
0: Rap wrap for another week. That number that Paul is talking about is one eight seven seven eight silver and online, com.